Welcome to the Power of Peanuts podcast, where all we do is talk about what's going on in the world of sports and make up dumb news podcasts. I'm Tyler Maines, alongside me is Frank Pitarini, and this week I think a good place to start is the Super Bowl. The most boring game I've watched in my entire life. That was quite the disappointment. And like, it was, it was just not good. Like, it was, I'm not a good big football game guy, but it's just like, it was horrible. Like, I was just so bored. The only, the only reason I watched the game was for two reasons. Prop bets, which I lost to, to another, another person, and the halftime show, which very much disappointed. So it was really just like a waste of my three hours. Yeah, Patriots took it 13-3, but like, it was like 3-3 three to three at, was it 3-3 three, three at halftime or 0-0 zero, zero at halftime? Three, 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 it was 3-3 three, three at three, halftime. Yeah, and it, you know, it was 3-3 three, three until like the fourth quarter. Yeah. And then the Patriots scored like two, to, two, to, two in a row possessions, and then after that, the game was over. It's like, anytime you want to score, just go <laughs> And, like, me and Tyler had more fun doing the prop bets than we did watching the actual like There was, there were, we were, we were talking about, like, it was supposed to be, like, a 30 to 20-something game. It was supposed to be a high-scoring game. I think the, I think Vegas had the over-under on the game at, like, 56 and a half. Yeah, or something so, like that. So, obviously, they're expecting, like, at least some scoring. Yeah, it was, it was literally nothing. Was we got thing. absolutely nothing. This Sony Michelle touchdown run was the only thing we had. I feel like I was watching like Pee Wee football or something. I mean, it was good defense. I th- I don't think it was good defense. I think it was just horrible offense. I think the defense has played outstanding. Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady threw for a lot of yards, but he didn't really play that well. I know he threw for a lot of yards, which is like. You look at, but like me watching the game, I was like, he's not throwing very well. He wasn't making big plays like they usually. Well, yeah, yeah, you can tell when Tom Brady's off. Yeah, and same thing with Jared Goff. Jared Goff like literally died. I don't like he literally did nothing. Yeah. And like the offenses, which I just think it was that offense. I don't think it was good defense. Well, Goff did nothing. Let's talk about Todd Gurley. I mean, where was he? I told you, C.J. Anderson was gonna have a big game. You didn't tell me. You got that wrong. But. I did say that, that Todd Gurley would not have a big game, and I was right. Well, thank you, Captain Obvious. I did lose the bet, though. So. I, I was hyped. I was See, you come, on, you come on the podcast, and you're like, I beat you in Pro Bowl picks. I beat you in this, 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 and MVP, this picks. Pro Bowl. Hold on, they haven't even decided MVP yet. It's not even, we're not even. Listen, if I had to pick one right now, it'd be James Harden, and it wouldn't even be a discussion. Yeah. Weeks ago, it was a discussion. Okay, but I still won the argument. You receded. Yeah. So I won the argument. Congrats. So there we go, MVP, Pro Bowl. Congrats, you got the Pro Bowl right. You gave me World Series picks as well. You agree with me on that. Baseball season hasn't even started but yet. But we made early ones. We did. Yeah. And you agree with me on them. So that's three. Okay. You won one. The Super Bowl. Okay. The biggest game in all of American sports. I guarantee. The most watched sporting event in the world. It's a 50-50 shot time. Oh my god. And I got and I got the better 50, obviously. Yeah, but MVP is like one. How many players are on? You know what? Congratulations, because you had to pick between James Harden and Giannis. No. And it was even then James Harden had a had a stretch on him. LeBron was still in it. PG was still in it. They weren't gonna give it to Paul George or LeBron. 
right. Let's just dro- let's drop this. You had C.J. Anderson winning the MVP. Hey, he had some solid runs. A couple. He had a solid run. <laughs> he had like two or three. Sure, okay. He just had. They all had a horrible game. Like honestly, if, I, if there was an option not to give the MVP to anyone, I would have went with that. Oh, if it were up to me, I would have given up. I would have given it to uh, what's his name. The punter on the Patriots. Oh, I forgot his name too. I don't even know what his name. Something Allen. I don't even know what his name. It was was another Gronkowski or something. It sounded like that. No, it wasn't Gronkowski. It was Allen. No, I know. No, it sounded like Gronkowski. I forgot his name. That's what it sounds like though. I remember. Oh, whatever. Yeah, that's how little the game meant. But like the freaking kicker could have been the MVP. Yeah. If you had to give, you had to give me the MVP choice, I would even actually. Stephon Gilmore, the cornerback on the Patriots, had a great game. I think I was looking at his stats of the day. I think he had, like, a forced fumble, an interception, um, like, five tackles for losses, and, like, three pass def- three uh, deflected passes. Yeah, but what was the last time a defensive player won MVP? I'm just saying it was a 13... When was the last time it was a 13-3 to game? Never. That's a low scoring. Yeah. Ball so ball. if you're gonna give, if you're gonna have a, a defensive player win MVP, why not have it the lowest scoring game in, in Super Bowl history? I would give it to CJ Anderson. I think CJ Anderson played terribly. They all played terribly. Yeah. Well, then there's no reason to give it to him. <laughs> there's no reason to give it to anyone. They all played terribly. Julian Edelman had a good game. Okay. Salty. I am salty. I'm salty too, but you know what? We can't have everything. I got used to it at this point. I was so close to coming they back, they but then Jared freaking Goff had to throw an interception on the three yard line. Yeah. Come, would have had to lead 10 to 3. I would say I feel bad for you, but I don't. Alright, let's talk about the NBA trade deadline, which was at 3 o'clock today. It's much more interesting. Boy, were there a lot of trades. There was like 20 of them. Let's start from last week. We discussed the Chris Stapps Porzingis, Porzingis trade last week. Um, Still don't like it. After that, the other day, Tobias Harris and Boban Marjanovic were traded to the 76ers from the Clippers in exchange for Wilson Chandler, Landry Shamit, a 2020 first round pick, a 2021 first round pick, a 2021 second round pick and a 2023 second round pick. That's a lot of picks. Love this trade. Tobias Harris is one of the most underrated players in the NBA. And he is going to help the Sixers out so much because that was their one little blip in their lineup if you had to pick one. Probably shooting guard. And that is one of the most underrated roster fills that that was made during the trade deadline. That was the best piece in the Blake Griffin trade. Oh, by yeah. far. It wasn't close. Oh, yeah. So, he's one of the best players. One of the top underrated players in the NBA. Certainly. Honestly, I see the Sixers going to at least the Eastern Conference Finals. Now. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, easily the Eastern Conference Finals. Might even win the East with that lineup. I think they got, like, four guys averaging 20 or more. They got Ben Simmons, who's one of the top facilitators in the NBA. Jimmy Butler, who's one of the two top two-way players in the NBA. And then Tobias Harris, one of the most underrated players. Joel Embiid, all-star center. Like, what are you supposed to do? 
And the Celtics, man, I'd be shaking from the Celtics. Especially if you don't get any pieces of the trade deadline. Oh, yeah, they did nothing. Absolutely nothing. I was surprised there. Like, even the Raptors did something. I love the move for the, Ra- the Raptors game for Mar- Marcus All. Every team, every competitive team in that, in that conference made a move besides the Celtics, who you could argue are probably in the worst shape before the trade deadline. Yeah, and they certainly didn't help themselves at all. Um, so I'm just going up the list in chronological order from uh, coming to the most recent trades. Uh, Tyler Johnson got dealt to the Suns along with Wayne Ellington. And in exchange, the Heat got Ryan Anderson. And I was a Heat fan. Tyler Johnson was probably was one of my best, was one of my favorite players. Because the guy would go out every single night and basically play street ball. Yeah. I mean, he put his body on the line every single night. Went all out for balls. I think there, I remember one game, they were down 20 to, I want to say, the Bulls. Yeah, it was bad. It was like <laughs> they were down twenty of the bulls, and he was still diving out of diving into seats for balls for loose balls. That's how the game should be played, but no one plays that game that way anymore. So I was, I was upset to see him get dealt to the Suns, but the Suns are getting good. I mean, they don't have like really like the necessary pieces around Devin Booker. Not to win. To right. begin to win, yes. Yeah, they're 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 getting there. Yes, they are getting. They're there. getting there, and they're gonna have another top pick this year because they're booty. Yes. So they're gonna have like a top five pick, I think. They're in the top three. Something odds up right there, now. yeah. They're in the top three odds with the Knicks, and I forgot the other team. They're all at fourteen percent odds for the first pick. Right. And if you pair Zion, who will be the number one pick, because oh. we talked about this already, I also won that argument, and Devin Booker. Then you're in good shape. First of all, I, no, I never said Zion wouldn't be the number one overall pick. No, you said you take RJ Barrett. No, I said if I'm certain teams, I'm taking RJ Barrett. No, you said you take RJ Barrett, and then I went down the team with the list of teams that could have the number one pick that were right. absolutely you know plausible. You know what? And then every time you asked me, and I said Zion, and you agreed, so I won that argument as well. All right, that's cute. All right, and next we got Otto Porter went to the Bulls. Wizards got Jabari Parker, Bobby Portis, and a 2023 second round pick. I like that for both teams. I like Jabari Parker a lot. I mean, I know he's been injured a lot, but when he when he was not injured and playing on the Bucks, he was playing pretty well. Yeah, I like it. Otto Porter's a good player, although his contract, I think, is ridiculous. I think it's massive. I think the Wizards won this one, actually. Yeah? Yeah, getting Jabari Parker and... Bobby Portis is good, too. Bobby Portis is underrated. Yeah. Um... Even the pick is valuable at this point. I would agree with you only because the auto quarter contract I think is ginormous. Yeah. And if you're the Bulls, you don't want you don't want to. Have yeah, that. you're the Bulls and you have Levine, Dunn, and Marketing, who you eventually know that you have to sign two out of three of them to long term yeah, to win. Yeah. You don't want a contract like Auto Porter on your payroll. It makes no sense. Because you, you're you're gonna need two of the three of either marketing Dunn, or Levine to win anything. Not like even the confidence. You're gonna need two of those guys. Yeah. And you can't afford to pay the money because you're auto poor playing your small forward. And if you're the Bulls, you gotta be thinking like the next. 
not this year, not next year, but probably years after that. And you're trading away a draft pick in those in those upcoming years. And then you're just taking in more money. Like, why? You're taking away your chances of signing free agent. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, the Wizards won this one, I think. All right, next... Um, Harrison Barnes got traded in the middle of a game. He was sitting on the bench, chilling out, just living Harrison Barnes' life. And he too got traded trade to the Kings, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I also don't get. So, so Barnes goes to the Kings, and then the Mavericks get Zach Randolph and Justin Jackson. Like, oh, all these pointless moves. Like, it's not going to do anything. The Kings are not going to be good. They have no pieces. I like Justin Jackson, actually. That move, underrated move, getting Justin Jackson from the Mavericks. Okay, yeah, but what are you going to do with Zach Randolph? Oh, nothing. No, just another guy that you have to put in there. Because you can't have Justin Jackson for Harrison Barnes like straight up. It's like the, King, the only player the Kings have is De'Aaron Fox. Zach Randolph is one of the guys that you just had to take on the payroll. Oh, salary salary yeah. dump or something? That, that's all. Um... But Justin, this Mavs lineup is going to be good. They're going to be good. Dude, I don't, I don't Justin get Jackson's going to grow. Luka Doncic, you got Chris Stapps. I mean, these guys are ready. Give them two years. Two I, years? Yeah. Some more pieces? Two or three more pieces? I like it for the for the Mavericks. I don't like it for the Kings. The Kings are pointless. I don't, I don't see what the Kings are trying to do. Like, what are you going to do with Harrison? I mean, Barnes? I guess dumb salary. Harrison Barnes' contract is massive. Oh, is it? I think so. Because he, when it was his free agent year, Harrison Barnes came off the championship year with the Warriors, and he was... If that's the case, then yeah, I don't know what the point was. He was their third leading scorer that year. And they had one of the best offenses in the NBA. So I think his contract's massive. I could be wrong, but... Alright, we can move on for now. I'm just curious. I'm okay. Um... Let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, he's making $25 million. I, I don't understand. <laughs> What's the point? I don't know. <laughs> it's horrible. Oh, there you go. So he's on the Kings. Yeah, that's cool. Um, trade that happened right before the deadline today. Markel Fultz goes to the Magic, the former number one overall pick from the Sixers. Goes to the Magic, and the Sixers get Jonathan Simmons a first-round pick and a second-round pick next year. I kind of like that. So the Magic traded away their whole draft next year. Yeah, for a broken Mark Fultz. For a bust. Well, I don't know if you can quantify him as a bust quite yet. I know he's been playing horribly, but it's only because he's been injured constantly. So until... He either's got to prove that he can play not injured and play well, or he's going to stay injured and not play well, and then he'll be a bust. I give him another year. After another year, I call him a bust. Yeah, that's fair. I guess you also got to give it to him that he was playing in the shadows of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, and yeah. he, he may not be that kind of guy that... I think he's the kind of guy that needs to lead his own team. Yeah. And then he'll play well. Yeah. Um... Uh, Marcus Aldeal, you know about? That was a great deal for the Raptors. Before we get to that one, uh, the three-team trade. 
the Bucks get Nikola Mirotic from the Pelicans. Pelicans get in a haul. They get Jason Smith, Stanley Johnson, uh, Denver's 2019 second round pick, Washington's 2020 and 2021 second round picks, and Milwaukee's 2020 second round picks. And the Pistons get Thon Maker. If you're the Pistons, then, then the Pelicans... I, get the, I guess I get the Pelicans because you need those picks when Anthony Davis eventually leaves because you know he's leaving. But the Pistons, I'm like, why? Why? Um, what are you going to do with Thon Maker? I don't, I don't know. I mean, Thon Maker is he's young. And he, he's, I mean, yeah, what are you going to do with him, though? you got Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. He's not going to play. I don't know. I swear to God. I'm so just trying to think about what they're thinking. Some of these team executives, I can run the team better than them. I swear to God. Um, I like the trade for the Pelicans. Get, just get a bunch yeah, of draft they, they picks. They need the picks because you know, Anthony Davis is gone. I mean, you're, you're, your your team isn't going anywhere, so getting rid of Miritich doesn't really do much. Now, um, if you're the Bucks, it does a lot. That helps the Bucks tremendously. Yeah, because they need a three-point shooting. Oh, yeah. So then I got Miritich, Middleton, Giannis. Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe. And uh, I was about to say Don Maker. I was about to say Don Maker. Rip. Have fun in Detroit, where NBA players go to die, apparently. Yeah. It makes no sense. Like, God, it's so annoying. And what are they going to do with Don Maker? He's either got to play a bunch of minutes and develop, or you got to get rid of him. Because if you're just going to sit there and play the bench, there's no point in having him. Yeah. He's not a veteran that can come off the bench and give you scoring, because he doesn't know how to do that. <laughs> Listen, if I, if I knew it, I'd tell you that. I don't understand him from in the Pistons' point of view. Um, let's get to the one that no one's... I feel like no one's talking about this. But in my mind, this might be the most impactful trade any team has made. Oh, yeah. The Raptors needed a center. So and the Raptors... Real center. Yeah, the Raptors get Marcus Saul. Multiple-time All-Star. And the Grizzlies get... Jonas Valanciunas, Dylan Wright, CJ Miles, and a 2024 second round pick. I like right. it for both teams because the Grizzlies need to start over. And they need to get younger. And they need to dump the salary of Marcus All. Yeah. And the Raptors. They're in it for now. The Raptors. Oh, they're in it. They're winning. They're probably top three team in the East now. In it to win it. 76ers, Raptors, Bucks are the top three teams in the East. Yep. So, and the Raptors need a center because everyone knew for years that Jonas Valanciunas isn't going to be a championship center anytime right. soon. And not saying that Marcus Gasol is a championship center, but he could be. You're just never in the right place for it. Yeah. He could be. Listen, if Andrew Bogut can be a championship championship that's, center, that's a good point. Then anybody can be a champion. And I love center. him with Kawhi Leonard because Kawhi Leonard can shoot the three and he can slash, which opens it up for Marcus Saul. Oh yeah. Who loves to camp onto the rim and get those. Seems gonna be fun to watch. Oh yeah. I mean they already are. They're just getting even better and better. Better. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's Raptors, 76ers, Eastern Conference. They're Raptors. looking really good for the East. Yeah. Warriors, obviously, and then whoever you want to throw against the Warriors doesn't really matter. 
Dog, say the Lakers just for fuck's sake. They're, they're, I don't know. They're not even in the playoffs right now. Well, LeBron's been hurt. Okay. So. The way the team chemistry's going right now? Well, yeah. Good luck with that. Um, Anthony Davis was not traded. Did you see um, what Lonzo put on his Instagram right after the trade deadline? No. It was a song. I don't know what song it was. It was a random song. It was like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> it was so funny. And he was like blasting it to the skies. It was great. And um, if you're the Lakers, honestly, I think you already made the right move. Because if you just wait, the price is going to go down. But what what they were giving up, what reported they were, they were giving up for Anthony Davis. So much. It was, they were trading down the way the whole team. They were trading away four players. It was like five. It was like, it was a four, like... Best players. They were turning away. LeBron. Kuzma, Lonzo, Ingram, Josh Hart. Not uh, Zubak, not Josh Hart. Zubak. And like three picks or something like that. Yeah. For for Anthony Davis and a salary dump. You already, like, even if the the value doesn't go down for Davis, because I guarantee the Pelicans are going to sit him, which means the the trade value is going to go down. Well, no, no, he'll play. He won't play a lot. They don't play. They just said that he'll play every game. Really? Did they say that? Yeah. Okay. They just came out with that about him in two, like two hours ago. Okay, that's different. Okay, they changed that thing. Yeah. He wasn't going to play. Yeah. No, okay. he's going to play. But even then, I think the, the value has to go down for him, right? Because as soon as he's a free agent, you get nothing for him. Yeah. No. The only person who won this, this whole thing with Anthony Davis not going anywhere is LeVar Ball. The only person who won this. Yeah, that's true. I, I the Lakers didn't get Anthony Davis. The Pelicans got nothing, and they're going to get nothing for Anthony Davis. Yeah. But LeVar Ball got what he wanted. LeVar Ball, his son gets to stay in L.A. <laughs> I know. The Celtics were making a run at him. They, they offered Tatum. Couple picks and then somebody else. I forgot what they offered. I, I saw it somewhere. I think I saw Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marquise Morris. Is that what I saw? And like a pick or something? That's a much more realistic offer because what the Lakers were offering was just out of this world. And like, if you're the Lakers, you're not gonna win by trading away every single player on your team and then you have to fill, fill spots with. God forbid, Carmelo Anthony, the savior, come to our team so we can win. Like, it's just... If that happens, (laughs) LeBron, Melo, and Anthony Davis on the Lakers, that would be great. Yeah, but they're not going to win. I don't care. I just want to see that. If I'm the Lakers, I'm going to just wait. Because you know he wants to come to you in free agency. Yeah. There's nowhere else for him to go besides maybe Boston. I don't even know why they offered that much. I don't even know why they offered anything. I would have just left it. Yeah, I would have given like a low ball offer of like, I don't know, Kuzma and Kuzma, Zubak, and a pick. And maybe, yeah, maybe pick, a pick or two. Yeah. I would have low ball them and see if they've taken that. And if they're not gonna take it, then I'm gonna wait what five months. And oh, get... we, we they could have done that. We might, and we just didn't know it. But the only thing that actually got released was that one offer. Yeah, but even if we didn't know that, you still shouldn't be offering your entire team for one player that's gonna be a free agent in six months. Yeah. That you're gonna have to sign anyway, cause you know that's where he wants to sign. Everyone knows it. No one's gonna say it, but they all know it. So there's, it makes no sense to give up your entire young core that you build around so you can win to get a guy 
that I admit is one of the best players in the NBA. I get that. Oh, yeah. But with the Warriors still being the Warriors, you're not you're lucky if you make it out of the Western Conference. And the, the East is nothing to mess around with either. I know everyone says the, the East is weak, but the East is good too. The East is good. So you're not going to win by giving up your entire team. But, all right. Quick. Uh, winner of the trade deadline and loser of the trade deadline. Oh, gosh. Winner of the trade deadline. I'd have to say the Raptors. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean... I have to agree with that. Great team. On pace to make the Eastern Conference Finals. Then you add Mark Gasol to the equation. Perennial All-Star. I mean... For not that much of a haul. Favorites to win the East, in my opinion, right now. Probably. It's either them or Philly. And yeah. Philly, I would pick as my second winner. If I oh, yes. Yeah. If I had to pick a second. And loser? Loser, loser, loser. Pelicans. Really? I know they got so much in the, the Thon Maker and Miritich trade. But they didn't get any. They, they could have gotten more for Davis. Okay. They, they got nothing. But there's also the possibility they trade them later. It's not over. His contract's up. Okay. Yeah. Can't trade him later. The trade deadline was six hours ago. I, I honestly forgot his contract. Like this year. <laughs> um, I agree with you on the winners, Toronto Raptors, but the loser for me is probably the Boston Celtics, considering they didn't That's do fair. anything, yeah. and they're struggling mightily right now in the East. And I know they won last year with the same team, but. The East isn't the same. It's so, so different. Yeah. And you either got to... I don't think they can sign Anthony Davis next year either because they got to pay Kyrie Irving. They got to pay Kyrie and keep Kyrie out of New York. Yeah. So they got to pay Kyrie. I don't think they want... I don't think Danny Ainge, being the GM that he is, has really wants two massive contracts. And you also have Al Horford still in the books, who's mm-hmm. got a pretty decent contract himself. Oh, yeah. And you got Jason Tatum, free agent to be. I don't know what... I'm not sure when, but it's got to be soon. If he'll want money. And Jalen Brown would probably wants to get paid too. Jalen Brown and Walmart too. So if you didn't get Davis in a, in a trade and signed to like an extension or something, I don't think they're gonna get him. And you've got the contract of Gordon Hayward. I yeah, I can play. For, so like, that's the loser for me. It's the Celtics. They didn't. And I'm not saying they had to go out and get Anthony Davis, but they had to do something. Yeah. Do something even if it's wrong. Anything to try and say to your team. That I, we want to win. We want to go back to the conference finals, which they probably won't do because there's like four teams ahead of them right now. Yeah. But you got to at least try, you know? Um, so we can move on from the NBA. Major League Baseball had their rules uh, owners meeting, I guess you can call it. It's the, the owners and the players association. Yeah. And they were discussing... Um, a couple rule changes, proposed rule changes. And the one that went through today was the most minor, in my mind, the stupidest one. Yeah. Changing the name of the disabled list to the injured list. 
so that people because people won't get offended with being disabled. Seriously? It's the most pointless thing I've ever heard. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, this is so stupid. It makes no sense. <laughs> like, who cares? What <laughs> guy in Major League Baseball is going to get offended by be call, be co- being called out of the state? Like, I don't know. <laughs> This whole thing is just stupid. It's like the Indians that want to change their name because it has Indians and their logo is tribe. Yeah, that's like, one thing. Like this, is, even, this, this is, is even this dumber. Is the, this is so minor. This is even dumber than that. Yeah. It's like the Redskins and it's even lower than that. Dip disabled. Like, you don't want to be called disabled because it has a negative connotation. Who? The, who cares? Let me tell you, if you're on the disabled list, you're not worrying about call- being called disabled. You're worrying about getting back on the field. You don't care about being called disabled. And it's not even true. They're not even disabled. That has a diff- totally different meaning from baseball. There's two different meanings. And you're not worried about it because you're trying to get back and play. See, for baseball, if you're disabled, you're not able to play baseball. That's it. That's all it is. It's not... Oh, you're disabled. No, you're you're disabled from playing the game of baseball. Your inability to play the game of baseball on the field has you on a certain list for a certain amount of time. Why do they have to call it the injured list now instead of the disabled list? I'm so dumb thing. And they're also changing it back to 15. I heard that. That's for sure. Not 100%, but they're, they're thinking about it. From, 10, from 15 to 10, back to 15. Which I don't like. I'd rather have the 10. I like the 10. That way you don't lose a guy for two weeks straight. Yeah, two weeks. That's a good match. Yeah. Especially for like a sprained ankle or something. But, um... They were also discussing a DH for the National League. This I agree with. Really? Yeah. Because the way the game is leaning towards, it's more offensive-based. A lot like most of professional sports now. And if you want to get more fans and more revenue for teams and league overall, you probably want to move to a designated hitter because, nope. I know it's funny when, like, Madison Bumgarner hits an absolute missile, but, like, no one wants to watch a pitcher hit. I I get the point that it's old school and people like the strategy of it, but I don't see the use for it anymore, personally. That's my opinion. But there's also uh, there's other opinions out there. But I think they should go to National League. As a fan, I wouldn't say that I'd be okay with it. But if they were to go to a National League DH, I would petition for a pitcher's home run derby during the All-Star break. Oh, I would, I would sign up for that in a heartbeat. Madison Bumgarner, um, Michael Lorenzen, and whoever else you can scrounge up. Maybe, I don't know, somebody else. Who cares who it is? I just want to see some of these guys hit bombs. I was sign for that. I would do that. But, like, going back to the just the flat-out DH and that, I don't like that. I, I like watching pitchers hit. Uh, it might be, It might not be the most entertaining thing in the world, but that's baseball. 
Okay. You get nine guys, and nine guys play in the field, nine guys, the same nine guys hit. But here, here's the thing. In every level besides the major leagues and I think the minor leagues, the pitchers don't hit anymore. So below that, le- below the professional level, college, high school, and even lower than that, the pitchers don't hit. So when they come to the, the major leagues... Pitchers hit in Little League. I care about Little League. And, like, once the pitchers come to the major leagues, they basically don't know how to hit anymore. Because they never, they haven't done it since, like, Little League. So, it's, I think it's a waste. I think it's a waste of a rock of, not a, not a roster spot, a lineup spot. And it's just pointless at this point. Because there's only, like, maybe three pitchers that can actually hit decently for their position. It's probably Mad Bum. Mike Lorenzen and then Grinky and Grinky and besides that I was never a big fan of the DH in the first place did you mean American like overall yeah but they implemented that in like the 40s I know well no it wasn't the 40s oh, it's like, like the st- like late 70s, the 70s yeah. but like I always do that I always get it's it's baseball and if you're gonna change it Listen, if you're going to change it, change it for everything. Like, if you were going to implement the DH back in the 70s, change, change it for the whole league. But here's the thing. they I'll tell you the history of this. They wanted... Back in the 1940s? Shut up. <laughs> they wanted to have it in both leagues. But back then, there wasn't a joined MLB... Well, union, you know? And there was an American League section and a National League section. The American League voted to do it. The National League didn't. That's why they put it in the American League and not in the, and not in the National League. They didn't do it because they didn't want it in the National League. They did, but they didn't vote for it. That's that was the thing. And now they might re-vote, and if they vote to do it, that's why they're going to do it. It wasn't like we're going to do it just so the American League gets more offense. No, it wasn't like that. They're going to do it for both. They just didn't vote for it. All right, we'll see what comes to that. What about pitchers getting a minimum of facing three batters? I don't like that. That's stupid. Yeah, I don't like that. That's, that takes away more strategy from the game. Right. I mean, I get the point of trying to combat the whole opener thing that's, that's going on. That's how you play the game. If you want to, if you can't hit a guy, I'm gonna pitch that guy for however long I want to. Yeah. And if you're if you're a team, like let's. Just, I don't know, somebody that can't hit the left-handers. Like, say you have a left-handed hitting lineup, like heavy. I'm going to pitch a lefty against all your guys. But if you have, say, like, one lefty or two lefties, and they're in the 3-4 spot, I'm putting a left-handed pitcher in for that 3-4 spot, and then I'm taking them out. What, the if you, your what if you get to a point in the game where you have, like, a seven-run lead, and it's, like, bottom of the ninth, I guess? Just say bottom of the ninth, you're up by seven. Yeah. And the other team comes back and they keep getting, let's say they get like four or five runs. And you get bases loaded. And you want to take that pitcher out that did all that. Then you got then you bring in a guy, and the guy hits up, lets up a double. So the game is tied. You have to now keep that guy in. For two you have to now keep that guy in for two more batters, which couldn't, which probably will be 
the walk-off batter if a ball gets hit into the outfield. Yeah, it's stupid. It's the same thing with the shift. They want to get rid of the strategy, and they want to say, hitters, here's your gift. Start hitting more homers. And, like, I get that. Like, the DH I agree with, because I just agree with that. It's fundamentally what I agree with. But the three batters is just it's just stupid. It's just adding more offense to offense that may you may not you may not need or want. Cause personally, I know I just said I want the DH because of my reasons. But I don't want to watch every game that's like eight to six. Like it's just it's not baseball. Yeah. And like I want the more I want the little bit of extra offense the DH will add for one for one hitter. That's one hitter. Yeah. This will affect one through nine, every single hit. Oh, yeah. So that's why I did um, Another one they were discussing was draft advantages for winning teams and disadvantages for losing teams. So that's also like stupid. Punishment. That's also stupid. Like, most you want to be you want to be a special sport, but then you have how many rounds in a draft? Like thirty something. Something like that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And then, so you swap around. I don't even know what this means. I'm like, it's so what do you, what, what is this? So the, the, the team that wins the World Series gets the first pick? I don't know. I don't think it's like that. That's or they get like... They get higher odds at the first pick, I think it is. They haven't come out with a lot of details yet, but... Whatever it is, it's stupid. It's stupid, because like, you're punishing teams for having the talent... That I guarantee, I guarantee, they don't have a choice not to have. Because if you if you ask me, do you want to win 100 games or do you want to lose 100 games? What's the answer I'm going to go with? I want to win 100 games. So you're going to penalize me because I don't have the talent that I want, that I can't get. So you're going to penalize me more so I'm worse, so I get more penalties. Making the rich richer and the poor poor. It's like... It's the stupidest thing. And if I'm a good team, I get more assets. I get more players that I can either trade or develop to be an even better team. So that's the point of the draft. The point of the draft is so bad teams can get high picks and develop players that they can either trade or keep to be their future stars. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point. And like, if you give better teams more advantages, that just means you're going to have the same three teams, like the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Astros, being good for like 35 years. I'm not saying I don't want the Yankees to be good for 35 years. I wouldn't mind for over 100. <laughs> but just, just for baseball overall, it's not good. You want a team like like the Phillies this year, who are a big market team, but they usually they haven't won in a while. Mm-hmm. So you, you want teams like the Phillies, the Reds are making a comeback, and uh, another small market, the A's. A's are good. Yeah. So you want teams like those to go far in the playoffs so you can get not even not only more revenue, but more more of a fan base to get teams more excited to go out and spend more money and the cycle keeps going and going and going. Yep. That's all that's all it's about, spending is making money. Yeah. I, I hate to say it because I love baseball, but that's what it's about. Yeah. Uh, the last thing they were proposing was the 22nd pitch clock. Stupid. I, I love it. Stupid. I like to, I I know it's slow pace, but I love baseball the way it is. Listen, I the only reason I'm okay with a 20 second pitch clock, they were testing out the pitch clock in AAA last year. Yes. And I was I went to about eight AAA games last year, and I can count on one hand the amount of times that 
temperature took longer than 20 seconds. And I, there was one time where the umpire said something. Okay, but if that's true, why do I need a clock? I'm just saying, what the... Why not? Because it ruins... Baseball is a game of superstition. Plain and simple. If you play baseball at any level, you know that it's all superstition. And if a pitcher has a specific way, or a batter has a specific specific way of doing things, and you're going to screw it up by having a pitch clock, that can either make the batter worse or the pitcher worse. Because base, I've been playing baseball my entire life, and if I didn't have the superstitions that I have playing baseball, I wouldn't be the same player. Granted, I'm not great at playing baseball, but I still would be worse. I'm just thinking, you worked in AAA. Why I can't work. There were also a lot of complaints from AAA that I saw. A lot of guys didn't like it. They might have worked. But I, 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 didn't, I didn't hear about it enough. I saw I saw a decent amount of complaints. Granted, I didn't I didn't look very hard for like positive. I'm sure the positive reviews, but there are a lot of negative reviews about it. Um one thing I want to go back to before we wrap up the show. Um what do you think of the halftime show at the Super Bowl? Like I said, Tyler, I watched Super Bowl for two reasons. Prop bets and halftime show. They both disappointed me. I've been watching the Super Bowl my whole life. I've... Since I can remember, I've watched every single Super Bowl since the Giants-Patriots scam back in 08. And I haven't missed a second of any game. I've watched it for, what is this, 11 years in a row now, if I can remember. First of all, the game was boring. Probably the most boring Super Bowl I've ever watched. So boring. Maybe, maybe second to the Seahawks Broncos, but that's another, that's, oh my that's God, another that story. Game, that game was over in like five minutes. But the halftime show, there was so much potential. You had Maroon 5, Travis Scott, Big Boy. I don't even know who Big Boy is, but even there. Big Boy. And then the, the whole 1.2 million people who wanted to see Sweet Victory be played at halftime. Great. And they, 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 they did play it for about three seconds. They played the trumpet bit at the beginning, which takes about two seconds to play. Which tri- and it's not even the actual song. Yeah, which, tri- which led into... Sicko mode. There's not even a trumpet in sicko mode. It was the most pointless transition. I'll tell you what happened. They made the show, and then they saw the petition and went, oh crap, we have to put this in now. So they threw in a trumpet at the beginning. Yeah. That's probably what happened. They won't tell you that because they'll be like, no, no, we meant to do that the entire time. We love Spongebob. We love Steven Hillenburg. The, uh, you go on iTunes and download Sweet Victory. The trumpet part isn't even in the song. Is it really not the song? It's not. It starts at the, the, the Spongebob part? Yeah, it starts at the piano part at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So stupid. So if you want to get really technical and go to iTunes, they didn't even play Sweet Victory. Well, that's a discussion for a prop then. They just referenced Spongebob. <laughs> and like, the, I think it would have been better if they didn't say anything and play that, people would have been satisfied. Oh yeah, they were releasing hype videos yeah. and teasers. But and... when you release a hype video surrounding it and play the trumpet part, the first two seconds of it, 
how much outrage are you gonna get? And it was a lot. Like, everyone was mad about it. Listen, if you're not gonna play it, don't play it at all. Yeah, don't give me a little tease. At this point, I would have rather than not play it at all. I would have been less disappointed. I, I could say that honestly, I would have been less disappointed. And then, I know we don't talk about hockey a lot on the show. The Dallas Stars saved the world the other night. If you don't know what if you don't know what they did, they took Sweet Victory. They played the whole freaking song, and they photoshopped all the characters to wear Dallas green. It was perfect. Fantastic. They, listen, hockey doesn't have half to halftime. There's three periods, so they had to choose an intermission to play it. Yeah. So during intermission, they took three minutes out of the 20 minute intermission. They took three. And played the song. Nothing. It was, it was, yeah. Like, it was so easy to do and no one else did it. It, it, it. The whole arena was on their feet. Yeah. Going crazy. And they even intertwined shots of, on the original one, where they had shots of the stadium. They intertwined actual shots of the stadium that night into it. It couldn't have been done better. It was perfect. That's all they could have, like, the Super Bowl. Whoever runs the Super Bowl, I, I don't even know who does. CBS, whoever the heck you want to call CBS did this one. I don't know who runs the halftime show. I know. Oh, it's Pepsi, isn't it? People at Pepsi, look at the Dallas. What are they? Stars? Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars. And copy. Just, just do that. You it know, wasn't that hard. You know how in high school, when we all copy homework, all you got to do is control C, control P, and you're done. Copy and paste was the easiest thing we could have done. So that's, that's all you had to do. It wasn't that hard. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently it is. Well, with that, we can wrap up for this week. Uh, for Frank Petterini, I'm Tyler Means. Goodbye.